Hello, people. Welcome back to Respect the Grind. Today, I have uh, an amazing guest, Mark Stinson. And we connected on Matchmaker FM. If you're a podcaster, you got to check that out. It's a great way to find high-level guests for your show. But I, I always do research on my guests because I want to find people that aren't just like, oh, I have this great story or I've done this great thing. Mark developed fast, uh, forward fast branding. And as a concept, I think things like this are where people need to build sustainable brands, especially now when it's so many distractions, so much stuff going on. The virtual world is insane. So I just, I'm excited to talk to Mark today. I know he has some great tips to share on branding. Mark, welcome to the show. Well, Chris, thanks for having me. You've, you've got such a uh, fantastic approach to your podcast. And just as you were describing it there, it's like, we're not just turning on the microphone to chit chat and talk a little shop. You know, you really want to get down to it and uh, help your listeners. I appreciate that a lot. Yeah, and that's why I like bringing people like you on because I think uh, branding is something that's important. But I don't. I think that sometimes we get branding mixed up from uh, even marketing or social media. It all gets kind of bundled together, and I think it should be separate. Like I think all of these things should be broken down separately. Because then you can be more effective in your planning. So from your perspective, what is branding? Well, I love the fact that you start with there. There are definitions and there are differences. You know, we, we call a chair a chair. It's not a table. You know, it's not a sofa. <laughs> <laughs> so branding is not marketing. It's not social media. It's not some other tactic. Uh, but branding is the essence of what you want your product to stand for in the customer's mind. Uh, and even in practicality, you know, to where to find the brand in their daily life. Uh, so it's really the product plus, you know, and there's, uh, mm. the, as you mentioned, the forward fast branding model, and we'll get into the various aspects. But, but there are some definition uh, of branding that people could really lock in. And it just, it can speed up the growth of your product so much if you can lock in these attributes. And I think that's what everybody's looking for is the speed. But uh, I, uh, when I talk to a lot of podcasters, for example, or the beginner entrepreneurs, I love talking to them to see where their mind is. It, it really helps me a lot in my ideas and my strategies. And a lot of people try to take the branding thing and they're always thinking about logos. It's always visual. And I do think that's maybe a part of it, but most people seem to believe that the visual aspect is the most important part of branding. And for you, where does the visual aspect of the brand kind of rank? Well, it's definitely one of six. And I, I don't want to say that it's, you know, number one or number three or number four, you know, whatever. But uh, <laughs> it is more certainly branding has this mental image of the logo you know, of a spokes character or, you know, a color or a symbol. And these are important, but they are not the one and only part of the brand. So if people say, oh, I'm rebranding and all that meant is, is they changed their type font, uh, that's not exactly, in essence, a rebranding. So I, I would put the visual imagery and that logo and identity high up on the list. And it certainly is an essential part of branding to just get in the game. And the analogy of forward fast, you know, if you see the symbol of the two arrows, just like on your TV remote, uh, that is forward fast. And so on that first arrow, just to play, if you imagine the play button, well, the logo and identity are 
just the essentials to play. You have to have that. Uh, so people who say, oh, I have a great name. Well, that's a good start, but you need that visual identity as well. I love that. I love that. Now, I know messaging is a big part of it. I know messaging is, is huge in this because you have to convey something from your brand to the world. Mm -hmm. So how do you look at setting up that messaging for your brand? Like what are the steps to craft that high level message that can communicate with your prospects effectively? Yes. Well, I can, I can uh, boil that down pretty basic. And if listeners, if you're not driving, you know, or operating heavy machinery, you can take notes on this, but <laughs> if you're driving, pull over and write these things down. <laughs> but I mean, it's a real basic grid that I start with. That is the essence of a product's quality offering. And there's a series of questions and I'll just share them with you right now. First, what it is. And you will be surprised at how many people cannot clearly articulate in a sentence or phrase what their product offering is. So if you're going to have a brand, you've got to have a succinct description of what it is. Hmm. Secondly, what it does. What does the product actually do? So a lot of people will define their product. They name it. They got a category name. But it's like, but what does that do? Um, and then the third question is, how do you use it? So how does it fit into your daily life? Or in some cases, as simple as a mouthwash. You know, Listerine used to say, you should gargle for 60 seconds. It was almost a challenge. Can you hold Listerine <laughs> in your mouth for 60 seconds? It was a challenge. You know, I never got to 60 seconds. Not you you couldn't do it. And so, you know, and then Scope said, well, maybe if it's minty fresh, you know, you can keep it longer. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you think about oil change places tell you, to, you know, how you use it, where you change your oil every 5,000 miles. So they, you develop something that says, how is this going to fit in your life? So that's what it is, what it does, how to use it. And then the fourth question is, how is it different? And we as marketers want so bad to be faster, better, cheaper, <laughs> you know, yeah. easier. And we have these like superiority words in mind. But I just start with different. How is it not like the other brands in your category? And it's, mm. again, a very interesting exercise because as soon as you start saying faster, better, cheaper, then it demands a lot of proof. It opens up a lot of debate. But if you focus on just the difference to start with and then underneath that, think about how that difference is meaningful to the customer. You know, so it's not just an esoteric difference, but it's an actual meaningful difference to the customer. And then finally, how is it relevant to their life? As I mentioned, how is this difference going to uh, help your business, help your personal life, help your family, help your savings, you know, all of the above? And I think that one for me, <clears throat> whenever I'm setting up brands, that's kind of where I start. I kind of work backwards from your process. You just broke down. That's funny because I always think about how can I get this to fit into somebody's life to where they just feel like they need it? They have to have it. And it needs to be a part of whether it's a routine they do weekly or daily. And for me, I've written books at this point. I made a planner. Um, I also have software. So with everything that I make, even my podcast content, I'm always thinking, how can I put this into their life where it fits? Like there's a reason why my episodes are like, 
30 to 40 minutes at the most and not an hour. Cause I want this to fit into your workout. I want this mm -hmm. to fit into you cleaning around the house. I don't want it to be like, Oh, I don't even want to start listening to that episode. Cause it's two hours. I don't have time for that. I don't I've heard <laughs> listeners say that. Yes. So now I've tried to set it up to where everything I do can fit into my ideal customer's life. Uh, for me, it works better just working backwards that way, because then at that point I know, okay, now I know what I can do because I have kind of my framing set up. So I, I love that questioning process. I think that's something people should like whiteboard. That'll be really good to whiteboard. Oh, well, exactly. And it, it was an answer to your question about stories and messaging. You know, so if you're going to start a messaging platform, well, you got to have those basic planks. So if you get the what it is, what it does, and how to use it, and how it's different, how that difference is meaningful, and how that mm -hmm. difference is relevant, you're a long way then to crafting the stories. You have the characters, you have the settings. You know, so if you want to get into true story making, then uh, those are the basic planks. And, you know, thinking about it, too, that'll help you set up a website or a landing page. Oh, my goodness. Emails. Yes. Everything becomes easy when you do that. I, this is why... <clears throat> I believe more people should take their time to set up their brand before they try to sell. Sometimes oh, it's sure. like I, I see so many businesses jump out there trying to be profitable really early. And I just think you get stunted really, really quickly when you're doing it wrong. Well, and all the way to, uh, yes, uh, if you're going to do a sales uh, call, you're going to do a sales website. You know, and people ask me all the time on social media, and you brought that up earlier. It's not the brand, but boy, if you say, gosh, I'm stuck. I don't know what to say on social media. Well, I just gave you six categories. Yes. So you do that once a day, you're in good shape. You know, define your product. What is it? Show people how it fits into their life. There's a day. Uh, show people how it's different. You know, do, do demonstrations, do side by sides. I, I love these kinds of things. So uh, to really you know, develop even something as simple as a social media strategy, uh, you can do a lot worse than these six basic questions. Yeah, I was going to go into that. Social media was kind of my next question where branding fits in there. But I, I, I kind of like that as a concept of just taking those questions and then making content from that. Where like even the interviews you do, whether it's short form or long form, if it's YouTube, if it's blog posts, everything should tie back to those main branding questions. Because at that point, you've kind of made it really easy. Like you don't have to think a lot. And I think that's where you can make really good content. <laughs> uh, I love having coffee with uh, small business people who, you know, they're not trying to be social media influencers. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about your basic, you know, Facebook, Instagram you know, Twitter, even TikTok kind of thing. It's like, uh, what, what am I going to post and try to say and uh, try to be a, a brand? But uh, I, I love sitting down with coffee and just saying, okay, there's seven days in a week. <laughs> I just gave you six questions. <laughs> I'll give you Sunday off, you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> or you can do user questions on you know, Saturday or whatever you want to do. But here's the grid. And if you want to post every day, here's the questions. If you want to do every other day, but then I can give you a month long calendar. Uh, I, I'm working with a client now. We're, we're done for January already. You know, we're done wow. for 30 days in advance because we have this kind of strategic cadence and I can spend a day talking with them and saying what's going on here, what's going on there. And then we're done for the month. I would think, 
honestly, I tried to hire a social media person last year and it just didn't work because it it's like the social media person is good at trying to make trendy stuff or trying to go viral. And I think that's like you said, more so for influencers. Whereas if I have a brand and I want to sell my software or if I want to sell a book or if I want to grow a newsletter, I'm not really focused on going viral. Like that's great and all, but I think the priority should be building brand on my social platform versus just trying to get as many views and, and clicks. Cause those numbers don't really convert. Like if I have a million people see my podcast episode, listen to it. That's not as valuable as the right 50 people mm-hmm. subscribing to the show and joining the newsletter and buying the book. Like that's a completely different conversation. So I think the branding process you have is actually better for businesses than the typical social media manager person because the really the goals aren't always aligned and i would say again for the i I read your profile of your podcast thinking about these entrepreneurs that might be three years in you know some people are just trying to figure it out and three years is a new business boy you're feeling really good maybe still at three years because you've passed that you know death March <laughs> yeah. of the year. We call it the grind phase yeah. on this show. I, I we know call it your the grind title. Phase. Yeah, I tell you, the grind yeah. is it. But I mean, you know, for people who are saying, you look, I have a jewelry store, I have a, you know, a laundromat, I have a, you know, fishing uh, guy. I work with a guy who's a fishing guide here in Idaho. And it's like, wow. look, you're not trying to be viral. You know, that is for a whole nother level of maybe influencers, and if you want to get to that. But if you want to have a regular cadence to build a brand, you know, not just post a post, you know, yeah. but you're trying to create a brand and uh, you're, you've got a likable brand personality. You've got that logo and identity. So put your logo in the corner of every post or, you know, use your colors and not just the random templates that you can get off Canva. Canva is real nice, but not everybody wants a tan background, you know? So yeah, let's be creative with it and build it against your brand. Put those uh, questions that I just mentioned, then add in your brand attitude, you know, put some brand associations and connections in there. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, all of a sudden you're creating now an experience and that's the ultimate part of the brand that uh, I'd love to get to with you, Chris, is is building this brand experience. You know, I've heard people, yes, I've heard people say that and I'm always like, what does that mean from a, because again, we're talking about this from a business owner perspective and it often gets so misconstrued because I talk to entrepreneurs and business people now, they don't want to be influencers. Like their goal is to build a real company and maybe sell this company. Like when I talk to startup founders on my show, the Startup Founder Roadmap, they're building software companies or something in tech. It's like high level stuff. They don't want to go and get a million followers on TikTok. They don't care about that. That's not the point. That's right. Yeah, at all. So what, what does building that mean? Like, what does having a brand experience mean? Well, that's a good question. Well, let's get into it. And I think if I, I even think of tech companies that you're talking about, they use this kind of CX, you know, uh, UX, you know, these mm-hmm. user experience types terms. And if you extrapolate it and ripple it out from there, you know, if you're saying just on my app or on my website, I want a smooth customer user experience. 
I don't want a lot of disruptions. I want it to run fast. I want the clicks to be intuitive. Well, think about your business model. And even if you're the smallest business person out there, a solopreneur, as we like to call you, uh, you know, you're trying to build a business on your own, or maybe you've got one or two people or some virtual assistants, but you're trying to smooth out your brand experience. And you ask yourself, what is it like to work with you? And if you say, what is it like to go to my favorite restaurant? Well, they know my name. They recognize me. They ask me, you know, they might even recommend a new dish. Hey, I know you tried the pasta last time, but maybe you want the fish this time. You know, but it's a smooth experience, not a disjointed, disruptive. I, I work with a business that doesn't even have an online booking tool yet. It's like wow. these are some of the basics. Uh, I don't want to call for an appointment. I just want to book online. I don't want to be rescheduled. I, I work with an electrician who's replaced some lights in our house recently. And they keep asking me, can you give me a five-star review? We're working for a five-star review. Well, your electricians were fantastic, but your scheduling was a mess. You canceled <laughs> on me three times. You oh, were late wow. once. You know, the billing was smooth, but the invoicing wasn't so smooth or the payment, you know, didn't take a couple of times. Whatever it was, it wasn't a smooth brand experience. So I can't I'm not going to give you a five star review. I probably won't review you at all because to be fair, you know, I'm not going to give you a one star just because you're scheduling. Yeah. Um, but but just think about it in that light. How easy is it to work with you? And what is your brand experience? You know, and it's an old TV show, but Cheers keeps coming back. It's a place where everybody knows your name, <laughs> you know? So it's that kind of uh, experience we're all looking for. And you can build it in, is my point. Build it into the brand. Don't just ho hope you can do it. Um, and, and then you'll have a good, successful brand experience. I like that concept of it being an experience because I think that's what makes people want to refer you. That's what makes, and most businesses live off of referrals. Absolutely. Uh, in, in my belief, I think most service businesses are not good. They have something wrong. So there's a gap somewhere. Like you said, with scheduling, sometimes it's with canceling. A lot of times it's with them just answering the phone to begin with for to, you to, to book start, anything. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I think, for people building brands now, I tell people the easiest thing you can do is show up. Just show up. Showing up is like a portion of the process, but most companies at your competition, they don't show up. So mm -hmm. when you show up, you already have like a massive head start. And if you tie, tie that into being a part of the experience, like if I call you because, you know, I need something done in my house and you're the plumber, and you answer on the second ring, I now know that, okay, this person is prompt, mm -hmm. you know, whereas most people don't have that experience with service businesses. I think in general, the experience of most brands just isn't good, to be honest. Well, this is why it would be such a great brand advantage. I mean, look, if all you have to do, you know, because it's not <laughs> easy. But if you're saying, I want to I just went back to that question. How are you different? You know, what if you could differentiate on your brand experience? A lot of people make cookies, but that crumble cookie, man, they, why do people love that? It can't be about the cookie alone. So 
you know, these are the brand experiences that we're talking about. And uh, obviously, places like Starbucks invented the coffee brand experience um, and really packaged it and bottled it. And that why you can replicate it store after store after store. So as people think about as entrepreneurs that we want to grow, I want to go to the second store. I want to go to the third store, the fourth location. Well, you've got to be able to replicate that brand experience. Brand experience. That's such a big deal. And I don't think smaller entrepreneurs think about that. It's kind of like something that is put off like, oh, I'll worry about that later when I got a bunch of customers. I think that's the part that you need to implement as early as possible, because then when you start getting customers, you can retain them longer. Yes. Like for me, I'm all about that recurring revenue. My agency does really well because of that. So my focus is not always on acquiring new customers. I like serving the customers I have at the highest level. So then they can go and bring me new customers. That's the plan because that just saves me a lot of time and energy trying to go and market and sell. Just keep referring me people. And, and I want to know how you feel about recurring revenue in terms of branding. Like how does, is that something that you talk about a lot or is, is that kind of outside of your scope? No, I, I think that the, certainly the principle of referrals, of organic growth, you know, of replication, as I've talked about is when you build the brand in, then you know what the recipe is. If you're making it up as you go along and say, well, I'm a nice guy, I'm a good salesman, uh, I got a good app, you know, whatever it is, that, that's simply not enough. But I love what you're talking about that says we ought to build it in up front. I, I know many agencies today, so I'm not claiming this term, but it's a digital first world. Okay, that this generation alpha I was just reading yesterday is the generation that never knew a world without a device, an iPad. You know, Mm. they never grew up. They grew up with the phone and the iPad in their hands. Okay, so from here on out, if you don't have something that makes it easy, you might have a great website. But how does it convert to the phone? Because if it doesn't convert to the phone, then it's like a dead weight. Um, and it doesn't really work. So to go into the business, I, I don't care what kind of business it is, with a digital first mentality, then again, I think you're going to have a, a brand advantage. Uh, Brandon, I like that brand advantage. I wanted to ask you about websites too, because I don't know mm-hmm. if, for me, I think a website is good to have depending on the kind of business you have. I think if you're trying to build a brand that's a stronger brand that is going to last the test of time. Like if you want to make a quarter million dollars, half a million dollars more, I think a website comes with that. Now, unless you have an agency, agencies are fine. You don't need to have a website that much. People don't really care. But for most brands, you need to have a website. What's your perspective on websites? Well, I don't know. This is a very deep philosophical answer to your question, but <laughs> you know, it, how will I know you're in business? Um, so, well, I, you know, is a sign outside your store, a brand, well, it's, it's a start. You gotta have a sign outside your door. You know, I guess if I think about, uh, go back to the seventies and eighties, are the yellow pages really necessary? You know, do I really need to be in the phone book? Well, I got to look you up. How am I going to find you otherwise? Um, so I, I tell even the individual practitioners, I work with a little, uh, a lot of conscious business practitioners, Reiki uh, practitioners, massage therapists, uh, mm. individual uh, uh, counseling and psychotherapists. 
And so they're, you know, one person shops basically. Yeah. Uh, but how will you know you're in business? So a LinkedIn profile is a good start. You know, a, uh, a Google uh, listing is a good start. You know, there's a lot of kind of directories. A lot of therapists are on a psychology today directory. So you've got to have some digital presence because I tell you, if you and I were saying, hey, let's look up something right now, where, where are we going to look it up? We're going to look it up online. And so if you're not there, then you're invisible. Uh, I might luck out and drive by your store. But think of all the places you were looking for during the pandemic when you weren't out and about, you weren't on the train, you weren't on the bus. The only place you're going to find it is online. So as I said, it's it may not be a deep philosophical answer, but I think some web presence, website, app, listing, directory, you know, something. Otherwise, you're invisible. I agree. I, and I think even if you have a basic website where it's just a landing page. Yeah. Just give and, me your who, what, whens, and where's. Yeah. That, that's it. And, a, and maybe even a contact form. That's mm -hmm. it. That's enough. Especially today because people are looking at your social platforms and stuff like that. Like if you have a boutique or something, you don't need to have an extravagant website maybe. If all 90% of your sales come through Instagram and social, you should still have a website. Something that's just, just basic. Because I think it gives you more cred more brand credibility in this space. Um, man, this has been a really good conversation. I didn't expect to learn this much. I, <laughs> I love talking to authors because if you wrote a book on something and I ask you questions, you have just good answers right there. I yeah, love the book, that. I get the book's already written, so I'm drawing upon that uh, experience. So, yeah, Forward Fast that. Branding is the book. And uh, I've even uh, updated the latest edition in the last year or two. And so uh, many of the latest concepts, case studies, examples, some of the things we've talked about here today, it's all in the book. I love that. I love it. Now, what is your website? What are your socials? Where do you want people to connect with you? Yes. Well, I'd love you to come to my website. It's uh, mark-stinson, S-T-I-N-S-O-N.com. And in fact, uh, uh, from my podcast, I have created a bit of a, a book. Uh, on some of the interviews that I did. And there's a free book right there on the homepage that you can uh, just uh, sign up and uh, get the ebook for free. It's like 200 pages. So I'm not talking about one of these little wow. slideshow ebooks. So this is, this is <laughs> legit. Uh, and then my uh, Instagram handle is brand innovator. And uh, of course, connect with me on LinkedIn. I, I love to talk to people. Now, I really feel like business is conducted on LinkedIn. I know Facebook and Instagram, Twitter, all that's very fun. And it's great for a lot of businesses and, and for creative expression. But uh, I tell almost every business, just as we've been talking about websites, you got to have some presence on LinkedIn, I feel. Uh, I'm, I'm not selling LinkedIn. I have no uh, dog in that hunt. But uh, I feel like LinkedIn is the place for business. And if I want to connect with business connections, I, I normally use LinkedIn. Oh, yeah, for sure. LinkedIn is for me. I've made money on every social platform. I've gotten clients everywhere, but the best clients come from LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. Like it's just by far, it's the most useful for me and what I do by yeah. far. It's not yeah. even comparable. That's right. um, man, this was a great conversation. Uh, Mark, I might have to have you on the show again in a few months, but thank you for being here. Yeah, Chris, keep on doing the good work. Uh, we've got to help these businesses out there and uh, let's keep providing them the good information you bring.